0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to celebrityqb.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender, coming to you bright and early this Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, got a, quite a bit to talk about, so let's just get right down to it. In the world of baseball, we've got a number of injuries, so it's uh, we've already hit May 1st, so of course the injuries are starting to pile up. Most notably, the Dodgers have lost all-star shortstop Corey Seager for the entire season with the not-too-common shortstop injury, of Tommy John surgery. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, the injury itself, I mean, this is devastating news for the Dodgers because they're already missing Justin Turner. Uh, they've got in- injuries to the pitching staff. And, you know, I just don't see where the Dodgers are going to get any immediate relief. And no one's going to feel sorry for them considering that they were in the World Series. And blew it, by the way, because of their own ridiculous analytics rules. But that's... a topic for another day, but as it stands, it looks as though uh, Dave Roberts has already announced that Chris Taylor is going to be the everyday shortstop uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, The only instance where I see there's a benefit here from a fantasy perspective is that uh, you do get uh, Taylor in a little bit more natural position, Uh, he's been struggling playing the outfield. Uh, this year and at the plate uh, he's uh, he's been batting under 200 for uh, the, uh, on the road this year and he's only got a 232 batting average so uh, he definitely needs to pick it up as one of the disappointments of the fantasy season this year but in the outfield with Peterson now at short uh, you get more playing time for the likes of uh, uh, Jack Peterson and Verdugo uh, but you know Obviously, this is leading to more speculation that the Dodgers are going to throw together a package for Manny Machado. Uh, The issue being that I just don't see the Dodgers having uh, enough pieces in their farm system, which is already depleted at this stage, uh, to make an aggressive enough move for Machado that they could get a sustained long-term deal done uh, with him uh, that the Orioles would actually agree to. So uh, maybe they just... uh, uh, say that they're just going to rent Pachano out, which would be foolish. But you know, again, this LA franchise was built on the premise that they would be in the World Series uh, multiple times in the next uh, 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 four years. So uh, they've got they've paid a lot of money for this team. They got a TV contract. I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past them to uh, make an aggressive move here. But be that as it may, uh, I would say. Uh, Chris Taylor is definitely a hold now uh, for fantasy owners that might have been thinking about dropping him because he was struggling. Uh, I, I still think you got to hold on to him and uh, let this ride out at least for another two to three weeks before making uh, any hard decisions on him yet. In the interim, uh, for guys who are, have your fantasy rosters and you basically you just took a huge hit. Uh, I mean, there's no way of... Uh, 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 putting it nicely, this is a major dent to your fantasy roster. Uh, in terms of shortstop help, I would say uh, scour the waiver wires right now. I, uh, I mean, most likely Gleyber Torres of the Yankees has uh, been t- snatched up uh, for a while now, but they can't can't hurt the check. Uh, I would also uh, say that yeah, uh, the scooter Canets of the world. Uh, you also have Daniel Robertson of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, you know, he qualifies for uh, second, third, and shortstop in most league formats, uh, plays multiple positions. He's been raking in at the plate this year. Uh, he's uh, well over 300 average with a couple home runs. Uh, you know, again, you are not replacing Corey Seager uh, with these guys. It's just you're trying to soften the blow because, again, Seager, you could to Easily penciled men for uh, uh, a 300-plus average and over 20 bombs in the shortstop position, even though he didn't have much speed. But 300-plus uh, and 20 bombs in the shortstop position, uh, that's easily a top-20 player. So, uh, again, a devastating loss, but, you know, with fantasy, life goes on. Another injury uh, that impacted fantasy owners this year was uh, Robbie Ray, Uh Robbie Ray starting pitcher of the Arizona Diamondbacks, goes down with an oblique injury. Uh, and most likely he's going to be out at least a month, possibly a month and a half. So you're, you're telling yourself, uh, basically, uh, you you could be out, uh, uh, number one starting pitcher, uh, up until July. Uh, you know, again, you're not going to replace a guy like Robbie Ray, uh, what you're going to have to kind of do is cobble together uh, uh, a few guys and uh, hope uh, hope that you can make it work. Uh, in the interim, uh, there's uh, Miles Miklas of, uh, of uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Jake Faria had a nice start for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Aaron Sanchez is on the periphery. I mean, yeah, uh, Aaron Sanchez still has an ERA above four, but... Uh, You know he's still healthy enough for the Blue Jays, and he still has electric stuff. It's just a case where, you know, it's tough losing top players, but uh, that that's what you got to do in fantasy. It's just kind of supplement them and uh, make the most of it. Uh, In terms of uh, guys, oh. And actually, uh, even though he's actually already owned in every league format, I would say, uh, for those of you trying to uh, get some pitching on the side, if you're looking to make a trade, you can you can make a deal with uh, Tanner Rourke. Believe me, he's never going to light the world on fire. But if you need a cheap starter that you probably pry away from someone with uh, throwing out one of your bench hitters... That's someone I would uh, probably look to target. Otherwise, you're going to be starting to pay a lot of money up for starting pitchers, and it's a little bit too early in the season, in my opinion, to go down that route. I I would always say you stick with your hitters uh, early and then try to win with some pitchers late because you never know uh, uh, how much uh, it's going to change because, again, with fantasy baseball, uh, the pitchers uh, have a finite innings limit capacity depending on certain teams. So, to me, I would rather have the hitter late than, uh, uh, than the pitcher uh, late. Uh, but, uh, you know, I would say that once you identify the pitchers that you know are going to be keep pitching uh, until the end of the season, then you can start making some evaluations as to making trades. But if you trade your top... Uh, top-level hitters for hit pitchers, and the pitchers start uh, getting wound down in September, you've effectively screwed yourself. So, uh, just things to, to keep in mind uh, uh, for managing your fantasy team. Uh, other guys that I would say uh, caught my eye, Yeah, you know, Yankees had their uh, winning streak snapped uh, at nine games by the Astros. Uh, Charlie Morton, you know, is breaking out. Uh, I mean, he broke out in the playoffs last year, but it's legitimate now. Uh, I mean, even though that was an extremely generous strike zone provided to him by the umpire, uh, I mean, to be perfectly blunt, the home plate umpire John Topane had a very generous strike zone for both pitchers. Sunny Gray, uh, Sunny Gray, probably should have been bombed out of that game. Ages ago, I mean, he loaded the bases. Uh, I mean, he could have easily been knocked out of that game early if the strike zone wasn't so generous. So, believe me, it's not me saying that was unfair to the Yankees. This was just unfair to hitters in general because Sonny Gray did not look good even though he made it through six innings and only giving up two runs. It, that should have been a lot worse uh, of a stat line. But uh, getting back to Topane, I, I can't criticize the guy too much because he lit- he literally just saved a woman's life uh, a couple of days ago uh, that was looking to commit suicide, uh, and uh, uh, not only did he uh, like kind of hold on to her before, uh, so the police could arrive and uh, resolve the situation, he still umpired the game like hours later. Uh, that's how crazy that story was. But uh, uh, so credit to him, uh, even though I think he he's definitely a pitcher's umpire, but uh, no, he uh, that that was a tremendous thing that he did. Uh, so. Uh, he should definitely get recognition for that. And actually, even though MLB did it, I, I don't remember catching that story on SportsCenter. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest, between all the NFL draft coverage, uh, I did not hear that being brought up. Maybe, uh, I, I I would obviously assume that uh, got brought up on Outside the Lines, but I do not remember that being uh, ever mentioned on SportsCenter. So, I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, that that's... The fact that as much sports as I watch, the fact that I can't recall ESPN bringing it up on SportsCenter, that's kind of embarrassing. But anyway. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as Is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Stroud have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Uh, Moving on, uh, because we got a little bit more to cover. Uh, NBA playoffs uh, got underway for uh, round two in the Eastern Conference. And we had a shocker. Uh, We had uh, the Boston Celtics, minus Kyrie Irving, minus Gordon Hayward, minus uh, Jalen Brown, still wallops the 76ers, 117-101. And it was as lopsided as it looked. Uh, The Celtics had a double-digit lead throughout the second half. Uh, they were playing sound defense against, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, he really could not get into a rhythm. Uh, you know, this was a credit to Brad Stevens uh, that, uh, the players on the roster because, uh, all the narrative said that boss is going to drop game one and that they're going to have to fight, uh, to get a split. And instead they turned this on the, on their heads and handed the Sixers an embarrassing loss. You know, and B, you could say that that's not how they play, uh, we didn't play our defense, but the truth of the matter is the Celtics ran whatever they wanted on offense. Uh they uh, they got to their spaces, uh Terry Rozier uh balled out, Marcus Smart made some hustle plays, out out hustled and beat uh, to rebounds, uh despite the eight inch size difference. Uh that was an incredibly impressive performance by the Celtics. And, you know, I still don't think that they have a shot at winning this series. But uh, they uh, they definitely uh, can make it a long series if they keep playing like that at home. Uh, yeah, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the Sixers to hold uh, hold serve at, at their home court. Uh, once this gets back to Philly, uh, I look for Philly to uh, amp up uh, the intensity at least get their heads into it because I think they thought they kind of looked at this as a walkover series and uh, got punched in the mouth. So. Uh, I'll look for Philly to respond in game two and see uh, how physical they can make it. Because I I think that they uh, should be able to take advantage of uh, uh, the size advantage on the interior with Embiid. But uh, if uh, they allow the Celtics to run their offense like they did, uh, yeah, they're in for a very long series. So uh, something to keep in mind uh, as we uh, move along. But... uh, Uh, Outside of that, uh, today we've got matchups featuring Game 1 of Cleveland-Toronto and uh, Golden State in uh, New Orleans Game 2. You know, I look at this and I say, for Golden State, Steph Curry could be back for Game 2. But realistically, the Pelicans got to play a smarter game plan. They cannot run up and down with the Warriors. That's just a way of getting your ass handed to you. Uh, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They got to be smarter. They got to run a half-court game and stop trying to go shot for shot with Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. <laughs> That's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, simply put, uh, they got to feed the ball Anthony Davis and, and see how much damage you can do on the interior. Uh, but yeah, try to go shot for shot. It's never gonna work. <laughs> I don't care who you are. It's unless you're the Rockets. Uh, And you have a really good shooting night. You're not going shot for shot with Golden State. I don't care. Now, for Cleveland-Toronto, everyone keeps saying that Cleveland-Scott has very slim chances of advancing past the series. And I'm saying it's on the reverse. It's Toronto that should be afraid here. Because uh, people seem to have forgotten that DeMar DeRozan cannot get off a decent shot against LeBron. His style of play, he's a very inefficient shooter and LeBron is athletic enough to guard DeRozan where DeRozan can't get to the basket. You know, I could see the argument being that uh, LeBron is going to get too fatigued uh, to win this series and that uh, none of these other players are going to step up. But my my uh, uh, assumption is you just saw LeBron go almost a full 48 minutes to close out the Pacers in a very intense game uh, with uh, both sides going back and forth at each other. Both sides are having to play defense, and LeBron still outlasted all those cats and the played the most minutes. This is going to be a less intense series physically. I don't care what they say, Toronto is is not going to put the fear into you that Indiana did defensively. Now Toronto has a better bench than Indiana. But again, they're gonna score points. They're not they're not physically large enough to put an impact on where LeBron's gonna be facing waves of people. He's not gonna have an irritant like uh Lance Stevenson that's gonna be up in his grill the entire way through and trying to sap energy for him. Uh you know, Toronto's a finesse team. They can say what they want, it's a finesse team. That's why they struggle so much against the Wizards, because the Wizards are also a finesse team. And Toronto just did not have the physicality to put it put it on them. And that's why that series stretched out. I look at this as a game where... Uh, even though... Uh, Toronto most likely will blow out Cleveland because... Uh, they're, uh, it's going to be an opening game and after Game 7... LeBron tends to uh, have a letdown in the first game. I, I think uh, depending on how the first uh, quarter goes... Cleveland's going to make a tactical decision whether they're going to go all out for this game or conserve their energy and tr- and steal game two. Uh, so the first quarter is going to be important. If Toronto gets off to a good shooting start, uh, I think the Cavs pack it in early. If Toronto struggles with their shot early, then you're, you're going to see the Cavs get a little bit more engaged uh, in this one. So it uh, should be one to uh, keep an eye out for early on uh, because that... Uh, that should uh, make a difference. I'm going to cap off a brief note about the NHL and my rant. Uh, but first, uh, in the early game for the NHL last night, yeah, Tampa Bay tie up their series against Boston, so uh, they salvage a split at on their home ice. Uh, so uh, Boston, uh, uh, Boston goes back uh, to the garden with ho- home ice advantage. Uh, but uh, you know, Tampa actually. I came back with a little bit more intensity uh, this go around. Uh, I felt they were flat game one. Uh, they they bounced back a, a bit better and uh, put in a better effort, uh, and did not get themselves uh, uh, caught up uh, with uh, Marchand. Although Marchand did get robbed because uh, he should have gotten a uh, he should have got uh, drawn a penalty uh, drawn a penalty because he was on a breakaway, so that should have been a penalty shot. I'm not sure how the referees missed that one, but. Uh, You know, Tampa gets the break, uh, but it's just more inconsistent officiating by NFL referees. And it has not been a good postseason for the NHL in general in terms of how they've officiated games because we had another controversy last night uh, in the uh, nightcap uh, between uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and San Jose. Uh, It was Game 3 in San Jose. uh, In uh, overtime... Uh, Yeah, well, actually, no, this was before we hit overtime, but in the third period, we had a scenario where uh, in, uh, actually, no, this was the overtime. Jeez, the the timeline's getting mixed up. But we had a scenario in overtime where there was a goal waved off uh, for Vegas where they, uh, oh, no, no, no. See, this was the third period. See, I'm I'm mixing up a, uh, mixing up exactly how the scenario went out. So, the game-tying goal uh, uh, in the third period uh, to make the game 3-3. The ruling was that uh, there was no goaltender interference. Even though the San Jose player was outside, his skates were outside the crease. But his butt was most definitely in the crease impacting Mark andre Marc-Andre Fleury. He makes contact with Fleury. But the determination was that somehow, because the skates were outside the crease, he wasn't uh, uh, directly impacting the goalie, even though he made contact with the goalie. Now, compare that to the ruling made Saturday night, where uh, Vegas had a goal waved off after it was ruled a good goal initially. They had the goal waved off, even though the Vegas player skates were on the outside, his uh, his uh, his shoulder makes contact with the uh, stick blade of Martin Jones, who flops. But the, the determination there was that because this, uh the stick was impacted, that uh, in turn caused Martin Jones uh, uh, to be interfered with. Even though in both cases both goalies were touched by the opposing team members, whose skates were on the outside. The reason why this is such an idiotic rule by the NHL, and it it needs to be revamped, or at least get someone who can be consistent with it. If both players' skates are on the outside and they make contact with the goalie, one can't be ruled a good goal and one it can't uh, be waved off. It's either it's a goal on both ends or it's no goal on both ends. Me personally, I think they're both good goals, but you can't have the inconsistencies that we're seeing in the playoffs where one game to the next you have scenarios where uh even though they look like different plays the logic behind the rulings don't line up based off of what they're telling us it it's it's completely I- inconsistent and I, I mean i i just don't understand it. and and actually it breeds into the more conspiracy theorist part of uh of uh Uh, fan bases because they think the refs in the league are out to get them even though there's no logical reason why but it just shows the dysfunction uh, within the league office that they don't actually know their own rule book so uh, again you can take a look at the video uh, yourselves uh, on the uh, uh, highlight shows but in both cases both goalies were touched skates were on the outside for the opposing player one was ruled a goal the other ones ruled not a goal if you can explain how uh, how either one, uh, it can be different from the other, uh, I'm all ears. But by the logic that they used to rule off the goal Saturday night, the goal uh, last night had to be waived off for San Jose, and instead they upheld it. It's, it's absolutely insane. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, this is also the same league that uh, somehow couldn't see a puck cross the line for... Pittsburgh, even though there's a still frame showing the puck behind the line, but because the NHL didn't have the overcam cam, they couldn't make a, a definitive conclusion, which again, is the dumbest thing I ever heard of. But uh, anyway, I digress, and uh, we got to get our- ourselves out of here, but uh, uh, enjoy the games everyone, uh, and it uh, should be an interesting night in the NBA and the NHL, because uh, these playoff games keep rolling along, so... Uh, I I I look for uh, a very interesting contest between Nashville and Winnipeg which is getting very nasty. Uh uh I I'm I'm very curious to see how Nashville responds uh, being on the road against Winnipeg and uh, uh cuz I think they have it in them to steal this game, but it's going to be very physical and meanwhile uh between the Caps and the Pens Uh, The Pens got robbed last game. I I think they come back strong and uh, beat the Caps. But it should be interesting uh, to see uh, both the NBA and the uh, NHL matchups today. And, of course, uh, the Yankees uh, are going to look to rebound against uh, the Astros. So uh, full full slate ahead uh, of games. So enjoy, everyone, and uh, I'll catch you around uh, later this week. It's the most talked-about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought-after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat.